0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins.
0: Angel friends, This is CJ Martis, and you're listening to the Angel Connection Show on Friday, April 5th, 2013. Well, I want to hope that everyone had a wonderful and amazing week, but as most of us are experiencing some pretty intense energy right now, uh, let's just slide right into Friday, guys. You know, TGIF, it hasn't been a bad week, but, you know, the energy just seems to keep, building and building and getting more and more intense, especially for those of us that are quite sensitive to that. And so there's uh, a lot of talk about that in the angel message tonight. And I have a really special show. Uh, Normally I do all of my guests live, but I really wanted to bring Rabbi Wayne Dosick on the show to talk about his book, The Real Name of God. And because Friday at sundown is the observance of the Jewish Sabbath, you know, we had to pre-record it, and he was so delightful. And it's it's just a fascinating interview, so I'm glad that you joined us for that. Um, and so, you know, when when we get to that part of the show tonight, I, I think you'll really enjoy what he has to say. And he was quite an unusual, uh, not that I, well, maybe, you know, we do have preconceived notions, but uh, for this rabbi, just, and you can see from his picture, I think, even on the show page, just a wonderful, bright light, so... Very much blessed me with the time I got to spend with him, and I look forward to being able to to spend some more time with him as well. So, thank you for joining us this evening. And I've got an announcement. Um, and you know, you guys hear me talk about the book Angel Incarnate: One Birth. You know, I've I was working on that for almost fourteen years before I actually got it done. But I really appreciate the reviews that are going on. It's only seven ninety nine on Kindle right now. So, And if you go to uh, visit Facebook, the show page that I have, which is facebook.com forward slash can't talk tonight, angel incarnate one birth. And there is a $3 off coupon for the paperback version. Well, I do have some prayer requests, which... Considering all of the all the stuff that's going on, I would expect some, but you know before I read those prayer requests, I wanted to really just send out you know our prayers, our intentions this week as we shift, you know some of us it brings great liberation, um an expansion of consciousness, and all of that. but there are people really struggling right now, and so I want to add my own prayer this week for. Wherever those people are, whatever part of the world, whatever background, whatever faith they are, you know, we just want, you know, we're all, and this is what we kind of talk about in the interview, too, you know, we're all part of God's family, you know, we're all connected, and so I just want to send a prayer out to those that uh, may not have uh, sent me a prayer request, that you're loved, that um, you're part of the community, and to hang in there, and to have faith that things even though they may appear to be uh falling apart everywhere, that you know on the other side of that, those kind of challenges for me, personally, has been something even better on the other side, so it's kind of like you have to go through the river to get to the other side so So my prayers and blessings to all of the people out there who may be struggling with with you know healing in and, and different areas of their life. I ask also that you give prayers, uh, some prayers to Debbie's sister, who was just diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer, um, which is never a fun thing to get a diagnosis like that. Um, But we ask that the angels be there for for healing for Debbie uh, and her family. Please please, uh, offer prayers for Don and his family who are awaiting the results of his lymphoma testing. And please send prayers to a a dear woman who listens to the show, Lori, who's going through some real personal challenges. Uh, both emotional and financial. And so I think she's experiencing some of this real intense energy. So we send love, light, and prayers to her as well. Well, I actually was, uh, for the inspiring story this week, very, uh, and I think this is probably because I'm a mother of four, but when I see these uh, Good Samaritan stories that have to do with children, you know, that soft place in my heart. But what happened to, and, and this Good Samaritan is a young man, Uh, He's only 21 years of age. His name is Ryan uh, Cornlinson. And so he is driving uh, to the store on his way to get some stuff. And as he's going down the the road, uh, he sees this uh, father trying to wave him down, desperately trying to wave him down. And so he, he stops his car, and there's a language barrier. So... Um, All the guy could make out was my wife, (laughs) you know, just a few words. And when he went there, apparently this couple uh, were on their way trying to get to the hospital, Uh, and the mother had given birth in the car uh, prematurely, too. And so when he came upon um, the car, the baby wasn't breathing. Uh, He calls 911, and the dispatcher, talks him you know talks him through doing CPR on this on this baby and so after several attempts uh, and if you listen to this and I'll probably post it on Facebook you hear his excited yes the baby's crying and so what the gentleman said the 21 year old that saved the baby's life you know said that the one thing that he will never forget is he says I remember the baby's face it was awesome and I'll never forget it and so he uh, visited the family later in the hospital and of course the father uh, warm hug you know a hug is, is wonderful because we really don't need to have language that we can communicate in just that language of love right and so um, so the baby's doing well probably have to be in the hospital um, but Ryan's uh, currently in junior college and wants to be a police officer um, and, and so I think he's probably in the right profession uh, to be there to help people so Wonderful that he came along at the right time, and was able to to help these people uh, with this you know situation you just never want to be in. Well, before I get to to the angel message, um, which definitely is going to talk about, I was uh, speaking with Michelle before the show. She's like, "Wow, energy just keeps getting more and more intense," and so I'm always grateful, you know, for the angel presence in my life and knowing and being able to really see how many angels are around us trying to help us. So whether it be the seraphim um, or other angels or so many, um, really, really here sent by God to help us along the way, to empower us, to connect us to source. And so I want to thank the angels um, and all of you for listening to the show. So here is the angel message for the week, April 5th. Dear ones, we send you support and blessings this week. The energies of the past week have been very intense and will remain so this week as well. You may feel like everything is breaking apart at the seams when in reality you're beginning to build up those things that truly matter and being pushed, and some of us might actually agree being you know, really pushed to release anything that does not serve your higher good. In order to find your way through this process, you will need to trust yourself renew your faith, and surrender to whatever is happening in your life at this time. The process of upheaval that is now occurring is designed to bring you closer to the realization of your gifts and to fully open your direct connection to the Creator. You may also experience feelings of disconnection this week, even though in reality your divine connection is growing stronger. As your connection to source opens more fully, this can make you feel like you're drifting further away from reality as you know it. Yet this polar viewpoint is simply an illusion that is created by your subconscious fears of being inadequate or unworthy to receive God's presence within you. Open yourself in prayer to receive these blessings that are abundant and available to you at any time. If you've already released Many issues of being unworthy this week may make you feel like someone opened those spiritual floodgates. I know I've heard some people talking about that. The amount of information you receive will intensify and become even clearer. Taking time to ground yourself by regular deep breathing and bringing yourself consciously back to your center point will help you to stay in balance. Don't worry if you aren't sure what action to take on various areas of your life this week is the energy presents a challenge to making choices when there appear to be too many ways to go. Postponing or just being patient with your choices may help the best answer to your own questions appear at the right and proper time. When you feel intense energies, it can make you feel a bit anxious to get moving fast, but you do not need to match your actions to the same flow of the divine rushing through you. Many will respond to this infusion of God's direct light into the world in different ways. Many will feel like they are being called back home and feel joyous. Others may feel intense anxieties because they feel something's happening, but it's so new and different, and they're unsure if it's safe to open up. Recognize this polarity in yourself and others. If you are not struggling this week, reach out to help those who simply are trying to be affirmed in their own light. If you are transforming to release fear and feeling uncertain about the future, reach out for someone who can help you nurture your healing processes. Always remember that you are an amazing person who has the spirit of God inside of you. You are fully capable of living your daily experiences in the divine in the presence excuse me of divine grace. You deserve to be fully open to a deeper personal understanding of it and everything that comes through the infinite lens of perfect love. We are celebrating your ability to heal yourself and open to greater abundance at all levels. Whenever you need us, remember that we are only a thought away and here to help you at any time. Until next time, dear ones, we are the Seraphim. That's a really powerful message because I don't know if, um, if anybody out there, I'm pretty sure it's probably true, have been experiencing some of this, intense, you know, sort of shaking up of our, our lives. And what I'm always reminded of when I'm having a bad day, the angels remind me, you know, about faith and trust and believing in those positive possibilities. And I remember, the, it kind of brings to me, before we get into this amazing interview with the rabbi, that, um how much I have experienced, you know, uh, similar things. It just feels like these things are really uh, becoming more intense as as things go on. But, you know, it's all about the world changing, and it starts with each one of us. And what I'm so excited as we we get ready to start this interview with uh, Rabbi Wayne Dosick are some of the most amazing things he says about our unity, Um, the realization that, even if we practice, you know, um our connection to God in various ways, that we are truly um all part of the same family. And so I think it's exciting to have people who are from these more traditional uh religious backgrounds uh hearing this message that I've been hearing for quite some time myself, that, you know, God's really calling to us to make a direct connection to that divine light, to understand that we're are a part of that and so without further ado to get into uh, the interview here is the pre-recorded interview with Rabbi Wayne Dosick well my guest this evening everyone I'm very excited to have Rabbi Wayne Dosick with me we are pre-recording the interview just so you know Uh, my wonderful show happens to fall on the Sabbath so this is a pre-recorded interview But Rabbi Wayne Dosick is the author of The Real Name of God, Embracing the Full Essence of the Divine. He's an educator, writer, spiritual guide, and healer who teaches and counsels about faith, ethical values, life transformations, and evolving human consciousness. And is well known for his quality scholarship and Sacred Spirit. I always like that, Sacred Spirit, because you guys know me. I think all the spirit moving through us is quite sacred. Well, he's eager to share the revolutionary revelation of the real name of God, and I've been looking forward to his interview. You know, he's been called and described as a rational intellect with the soul of a mystic. He's been called one of the most gifted teachers of our generation who understands the mindset, needs, and yearnings of people and responds to this intellectual and inner-searching in peerless fashion. And in response to his newest book, and there are many others, The Real Name of God, he's been called a spiritual master of our time. So without further ado, I would absolutely, uh, with angel arms, love to welcome Rabbi Wayne Dosick. Rabbi Dosick, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for inviting me. It's so wonderful to be with you, CJ. Thank you.
0: Well, I am so fascinated uh, by your book. Uh, And so, you know, in the book you claim to discover the real name of God, actually hiding in plain sight, according to my sources. So can you share, what is the real name of God?
1: Well, nothing like getting to it immediately, right?
0: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: the basic the basic theory is that none of the names that we have for God is God's real name. Each one is an aspect or an attribute, or manifestation, or a behavior of God. So if you picture a beach ball, each one of the panels, the colored panels of the beach ball, is one of the names of God, representing one of the aspects or attributes of God. My question was, what is the name of the whole beach ball? Could I go back into the Hebrew Bible itself and find the name of the whole, complete, total God, not just one portion or one aspect of God, hiding in plain sight for all these years. And I found it. So the real name of God is Anochi. It's one of those words. Anochi, like Hanukkah or Challah, but um, we can remember by like Johann Sebastian Bach. So Anochi. Anochi is usually translated as I, But Hebrew has another word for I, which is the small self, the personal ego. Anochi is the totality, the completeness, the wholeness. The word is used 359 times in the Bible, and every time it is in the voice of God, it is when the fullness, the wholeness, the totality of God is vital to the event or to the teaching. And it is also used in the voice of human beings, when a human being is asking, how do I get in touch with my God self, the God within me, and how do I act most godlike in my own life?
0: So, so you're, I love visuals. So if you've ever listened to the show, if you haven't, that's fine. But I, I like this visual of when we're trying to conceptualize things that are difficult, you know, to see in their totality. So you have a beach ball all these different aspects of of God. So what are some of those many names, just a few of those that kind of comprise that beach ball before we move on?
1: Well the, the biggest one is of course um uh, YHWH, Yahweh. Uh there mm-hmm. is El and El Shaddai and um there are seven proper names for God in the in the Torah in Genesis through Deuteronomy. There are another seven or eight names in prophets and writings that are descriptive of God's qualities like judge and shepherd and king and father. Then later on in what we call the rabbinic period there are names that are quality names like the merciful one, our father who is in heaven uh, the the peace. Then of course Christianity has uh, three names for the one God, or three portions of the one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Islam has another name for God. Hinduism, some say 99 names, some say 999 names for God. And so there are there's so many names. That was one of my first questions that I asked myself, how is it that the one perfect God has so many names? And my other question was, how is it that the one perfect God, who loves us and has such, such compassion for us and such tenderness, and gives us a set of uh, injunctions to live by that that are sterling examples of how human beings are supposed to interact with each, with each other? How can that one God have such qualities and 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 behaviors of harsh, angry, male authoritarian? domineering um, uh, behaviors that, uh, for example, open up the earth to swallow the unfaithful and decimate enemies. And so that's what really began the search. How did that one perfect God have so many names, and how did that one perfect God have such harsh behaviors?
0: Well, that... That's really fascinating. So I imagine you didn't exactly. Maybe you did wake up one day and go, "I wonder what the, the the you know the total name of God is." Was there something that kind of inspired you to begin that search? You know,
1: I I, I was thinking about this just the other day. I w- even when I was a little kid, seven, eight, nine years old, sitting in synagogue and listening to the Torah be read, the uh, the five books of Moses. Uh, our scriptural reading, it, it just it just nagged at me and nudged at me that this uh, that this one God could behave this way, and um, so you know I got caught up in the ritual and the names and the the observances and the practices and all of those things, um, but more and more and more the Yahweh aspect, the Yudhe Vavhei aspect, what Jews call Adonai, uh, that aspect and, and it. it uh, we just finished the well as we're recording this we're in the middle of the celebration of Passover and Passover is such a Yahweh holiday uh, the plagues and the death of the firstborn and the Egyptian the chariot riders drowning in the sea I kept asking myself how could my compassionate loving God the one who loves me so much and whom I love how can that God behave this way and so this revelation this uh, revelation, this discovery Uh, says to me that's only one aspect of God because God is the homeless, God is the totality God is the everything of the everything so you have to picture the entire beach ball and within that entire beach ball is um, good and evil, right and wrong male and female, light and dark justice and mercy the totality of everything that is because God is everything that is and therefore we human beings created in the image of God we are also uh everything that is.
0: Well, you know, I I I think it's wonderful with this book, you know, and I and I have tons of questions I'm sure that we could have some <laughs> some private discussion because I'm very I, I'm following you and know all of these stories uh very well. And I think I, I dealt with a little of that too when I was a child, just going, you know, uh I was raised Catholic, so I have a Catholic background, and and some of the things that the priests were saying to me, I'm like, "Are you sure? That's not quite the God that I know." Or I would I would question those things if
1: they're well, looking
0: at it from one maybe one point of view.
1: I uh, I spent 17 years teaching at the local Catholic university here in San Diego, the University of San Diego, and uh, one of my closest, most intimate friends in the world is a uh, Jesuit priest. Our school is not Jesuit; it's diocesan, but he was there teaching and um and he i kept asking him over and over and over again to explain to me the trinity one god with three different parts three different gods in one part and yeah you know, the the basic catholic uh, answer is it's a mystery it's a mystery
0: it's and a so mystery. with
1: with this with this revelation my priest friend said to me i finally understand i finally understand that what the the trinity is the father the son the holy spirit is three faces of the same one god so which is
0: yeah exactly i mean that's how i that's how i believe it to be see
1: there As you well.
0: go so um
1: what we have here and then then all the hindu names are of course attributic each one is one of the attributes of god now allah seems to be a little bit different but my my notion of of um islam is that it was an attempt to synthesize the law of Judaism and the love and faith of Christianity, an attempt to synthesize them into into one mother religion again, and it, that attempt failed and gave us a third religion and a third Godhead.
0: Wow. So you know, so when you went looking for the real name of gods. Mm-hmm was there a prophecy you used to find it then? No, and it went the, through or are you just sort of that was given to me. We are given. we given
1: to me. If uh mm-hmm. if you open your heart and mind and soul enough, uh God speaks to you. Yes. God speaks through you. It's what the ancients called prophecy. It was cut out for a long long time, but um it's returning it's characterized this this new age this new era in Jewish life and in in all of life is characterized by a return to ancient biblical prophecy and so in my prayers and in my meditations i said please show me so i was given this one word and then um one of god's great inventions rabbi google uh, who <laughs> I, I put in the word and it gave me the 359 times it's used in the Bible. And so I started looking at each one of them individually, and I saw that every time the word Anochi is used in the Bible, it is in the voice of God, or in the in a, in a crucial event, or crucial teaching, and that uh, when it's in the voice of human beings, it is when that human being is saying, how do I touch the God within me? How do I touch my God self? Oh, I
0: think so that that's probably... really... Well, and I, I'm glad you share that, you know, with us, quite frankly. Um, I do believe with the great shift that that we're experiencing right now, um, I do believe being someone who has had ecstatic vision since I was a child, and, you know, I often search for people with similar experiences, and all I could really point to were the prophets in the Old Testament and so forth. And so I, I believe there's a huge thing happening uh, with that totality of God moving through us, speaking through us. And and um, so I'm just, just excited that we've connected because I, I really have very, very similar views with my own uh, you know meditations and prayers and listening as well, since I've heard the voice of God in my head since I was seven or eight, reveal quite a few things to me. I have another question for you um and I know that you kind of mentioned it uh briefly uh you say that the name of God is spoken both in the voice of God and the voice of human beings so what what do you mean by that
1: well it it is it is uh for, for example, the ten Commandments begin anoshi uh, so the Anochi, the full self, the totality of God, is giving over the Ten Commandments. Um, the, um, In the voice of human being, a uh, perfect example is God says to Cain, after Cain has killed Abel, God says, "Ayeka where are you? What, God lost Cain? There are only three people left in the whole world. <laughs> God couldn't lose him. So he wasn't asking about his physical uh, whereabouts. He was asking about his spiritual whereabouts. Where are you? What's happening, man? What's going on? And Cain says, HaShomer Achi, Anochi. Am I, Anochi, uh, my brother's uh, guardian? And what that means is that, that Cain is asking, I don't know the rules of the universe yet. I didn't know that that uh, hitting my uh, brother would kill him, I didn't know that that uh, my anger would result in the in what we now call death, and so he's saying w- 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 in my god self am I responsible for anything more than myself? How do I manifest myself in the most godlike way as a human being <speaking in Spanish> am i am I my god self uh my brother's guardian of course, we know the answer is yes. Cain didn't
0: know that yet. Well, that's really uh, fascinating. We'll get to that as we're discussing here, you know, the chance and the different things also that you that you have available. So, so, you know, we've already touched kind of on one of my questions, which is, you know, why haven't scholars and lovers of the Bible already known this? Ah, because
1: it, actually it's very interesting. Some of the sages along the centuries did know. And they left us hints in their writings And actually I put all of those that I found All of those hints that we've been left I put them into the footnotes in the book Um, But why couldn't they tell us if they knew Why couldn't they tell us It wasn't the right time It wasn't the right energetic moment in time to, To get this revelation So then you say So why now why is this the right energetic moment in time? And actually, the answer revolves around four things, the fourth of which is probably the most important. One is that Anochi is a genderful word. It doesn't have gender in Hebrew. So it means that we can, it does away with the he-she-it business because God is the everything of the everything. Number two, it tells us that the harsh, angry, militant, Uh, God of the Bible is only one aspect of God it is not the whole God and those who get stuck in theology uh, at at age 10 or 12 and don't move beyond it because God is this this, uh, harsh angry God those people can now understand that God is the everything and that, that aspect is only one aspect the third thing it does is it tells us that God is both the transcendent God of creation and history, and the God within, the inner God. And fourth, and probably most important for this moment in time, is that it says to all three Abrahamic-sourced religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, you all have one God who is the parent of all of you. Uh, And we no longer have to have this competition in the world that says, my God's better than your God because, (laughs) because God is the God of us all, one God, one set of children. Now, in a family, you may call your father, father, and a sibling may call daddy, and somebody else may call papa, but it's all the one same father, mama, mommy. Um, same same uh, mother, same parent So what we are being told is Stop this fighting Stop this ridiculous notion that your God is better than my God Because it's all the same God, God And God loves all God's children equally God doesn't play favorites God says to us You know, I really don't care how I'm worshipped What language I'm worshipped in What you call me You are all my children, and therefore that's why it is so important at this moment in time because we have come literally with the technologies that we have developed, the science and the medicine we have developed, we have come to the point where either we learn to get along in unity and harmony and live together, or we will destroy each other and perish. And that is why it is so important that this revelation came at this moment in
0: time. And, you know, just feedback for you, too, is as you're speaking, you know, the the greatest message coming through uh, the angels uh, that regularly talk to me is about unity. In fact, it's about that global message of unity of of one God over all of the children.
1: It's what we call oneness consciousness, right, CJ? Right, one, absolutely, and that's
0: and that's really what you know is is awakening. You know, to me the you know you were talking about the God of Breath, you know, the Inner God, realizing that we dance in this that full spirit of God every day. You know that that is within us, and beginning to see ourselves in that. Love, you know, that place of love and unity, you know, and one with the Creator. And, you know, yeah. people, people uh, sometimes say to me, it's
1: impossible. It's impossible. Look at this gigantic world. Everybody's fighting all the time. Uh, you pray for peace all the time, I'm told. You pray for peace all the time, and we still don't have peace. And, you know, what my answer is, if every human being on the face of the earth prayed for peace at the exact same moment, for that moment at least,
0: we'd have peace. Absolutely, so and I, I'm 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 with you too. I don't watch a lot. I I, can't, I stay up with what's going on out there, but you know I think we're inundated because that's what's newsworthy. Or, you know the negative stuff, but beyond that, you know, with if we use our you know our heart to see the world instead of our eyes, because I've always been taught that eyes are deceivers. You know, there's a lot of things that are illusionary about about this world. that's dual. Um, there's just for, you know, to me, the the spiritual, mystical, you know, resurgence that's going on all over the world makes me absolutely know that peace is possible in your lifetime and in my lifetime.
1: Well, you may remember back to 1987. A bunch of us across the world stood outside, held hands and sang songs. We called it the harmonic convergence. Remember right. that? And people laughed at us. What are you, you, you silly uh, young people? All you're doing is standing out there singing songs and you think this is going to bring peace? What are you, crazy? Well, if in 1986, the year before, I had said to you, listen, I predict that within the next 15, 20 years, the Soviet Union will fall. Communism will leave the all the satellite countries and they will become to one extent or another democratic blacks and whites will ride the bus together in johannesburg protestants and catholics will stop killing each other in northern ireland and now and then israelis and palestinians will sit down at a peace table you would have called the white coats to cart me away calling me totally crazy and yet all those things happen was it the result of the harmonic convergence because we were holding hands and singing i don't know on the other hand Nothing like that had ever happened before, and nothing like those changes in the world happened so rapidly ever
0: before. So, I see a connection. Don't you? I do. I absolutely do. And and one of my other uh, uh, things that I truly um, love to study is, you know, about how our thoughts create reality. Of course, quantum physics, the subtle energy of this miraculous world that we're that we're living in, and they're proving, you know, that we can communicate non-locally now. They're proving all of these things. So if, uh, you know, it's in the Bible where many come together in my name kind of thing. So, uh, you know, I I truly believe that, that miracles are possible, even in the well, modern age.
1: Quantum physics is simply scientists being able to um, recognize, acknowledge, and name what the phenomenon of God has been all of these uh, millennia, all of this time of, of history. We just have to remember that the power is not in our hands. The power still remains in God's hands. There's this great story that scientists come to God and they say, God, we love you, we honor you, we respect you, but we've come to say goodbye. We don't need you anymore. God said, really? Why not? Uh, they said, well, the only thing that you can do that we can't do with our technological prowess, you can create human beings out of nothing, as can, they, as can Now we've figured out how to do it, and so we don't need you anymore, so we've come to say goodbye. So God said, really? That's fascinating. Please show me. So one of the scientists reaches down and picks up a clump of earth and begins to, fold, to shape it and mold it, and God says, ah, ah, ah. Use your own dirt.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Use your own dirt.
1: So it's all there. God put every, at the moment of creation, God put out everything, 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 everything that we would ever need or want. And it's just been the history of humankind. If you picture a ladder, Adam and Eve were on the first rung of the ladder and they did whatever they did, and their children didn't have to start out on out the first rung anymore. They could be on the second rung because they were uh, standing on the shoulders of their parents who came before them. So everything, everything, everything we need and want is out there. We just have to reach up high enough to pluck it out. So, for example, in my grandparents' generation, people died of smallpox. Somebody reached high enough up, into the God's creative universe and became a co-creator with God and said, I found the cure for smallpox. And now anybody without, with access to the vaccine doesn't get smallpox. In our generation, it was polio. And uh, then Dr. Salk and Dr. Sabin found the cure for polio. They found it. They didn't create it. Only God creates. They discovered it. They were co-creators with God. God had made it. They discovered it. And now anybody with access to the polio vaccine doesn't die. And so I can say the same thing to you that that, uh, other researchers said earlier, and that is one day we will sit here and say we have the cure for cancer. It will happen because it's out there already. We just need to um, be co-creative partners with God, pluck it out, and find it and we have to make sure that we don't shatter the dream along the way because it used to be 100 years ago, no one or very few people died of skin melanoma. Now we created all these spray cans for, to keep our hair in place and to keep our underarms from smelling, and we bombarded the ozone layer and let ultraviolet rays in, so we have created more cancer than was here before. We did that, too. So we have to be careful to do all our uh, all our discovering and co-creating on a positive basis.
0: Well, I agree with you. You know, just thinking and kind of moving into my next question for you, uh, Rabbi is, you know, What, you know, discovering that there is this name that encompasses all of everything, of everything that God, you know, is. So in your opinion, you know, what does this mean for the world? as more and more people, you know, listen to this interview, uh, get your book, you know, and... I, I'll ask you the question, but I know the answer. Do you feel, you know, this will allow people to connect with God in a more direct and meaningful way? And I and I know the answer to that, but I'd like to have your thoughts because I feel like what's happening is that people are remembering that we're connected to God. You know?
1: Yes, and so uh,
0: the whole second
1: half of the book, the whole second half of the book, is a series of chants and prayers, and meditations, and and uh, spiritual exercises to bring us uh, closer and closer to the God within, and therefore at the same time to the transcendent God. So, for example, we have 30 chants in the book, The Real Name of God. Now, how do you hear chants in a book? You can't. So, you go to the website, G-O-D, is, I-S, Anohi a N O C H I dot com. And there are the thirty chants and you can listen to them, as we used to say on the old South Side of Chicago, free for nothing. You can listen to them for free, all thirty chants. Or if you want, you can purchase a download or a hard copy C D. And um I opened my computer after the the Passover holiday and there were a number of orders for the hard copy C D, which we'll be sending out later today. And you can hear all these chants and put make them a part of your life. And they help connect to God and to each other. So, for example, there's a vo- verse in the Psalms that says, Shaviti Anochi, or it says Adonai, but we change it to Anochi, L'Negdi Tami. I place God before me always. I place God before me always. What does this mean? And the, the chant, first of all, goes... What does that mean? It means, as the kids would say, I put God in my face. What does it mean you put God in your face? It means that God is everywhere. God's in your face, God's behind you, to your right, to your left, above, below, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. All we need to do is be consciously aware of that. And when we are consciously aware of that, when, for example, we are in the bank in line and the teller is taking so long, or we're in the convenience store and the teenage clerk can't make change for a dollar bill without using the computer, or somebody cuts us off in traffic, we can say, I put God between me and that person, between me and that event, and I see God. And therefore, I can't get totally frustrated, I can't get totally angry, I can't get totally mad. And at the same time, we get to remember that that other person is a child of God, just as I am, just as you are. And so, when we see the Godness in another person, we can't get too angry, because that is simply a reflection of us. God is in us, God is in that person. Um, In Hindi, you would say, Namaste. The God within me acknowledges the God within you. you. And if I see God before me always, if I speak to you now, I can't cheat you in business ten minutes from now because you are a child of God just as I am. And I would be diminishing God, I would be diminishing you, I'd be diminishing my own self. So if you chant that, that when you need it, it will bubble up. Or simply chant God's name, Anochi. Anochi, 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 over and over again. Anochi, 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 Anochi. I guarantee you, if you chant that 90 or 120 seconds a day, it will become part of you. You can remember a car commercial. You can remember a Jello commercial. You can remember Anochi. You can remember God—that you are a child of God, that, you are, that God is within you, and that your job, your your purpose in life, is to know God, to know God's love, and to keep God, and God's behaviors, the best of God's behaviors, in front of you always.
0: Well, and how I relate to that is, you know, a couple of years ago, um, the angels that uh, come and talk to me, my my group, <laughs> you know, they said, well, CJ, you, you must practice being in the present moment. You know, this is what you, your task is to practice this. And so, um, you know, for ever since then... <laughs> when i find myself getting anxious or like you said something happens that sort of disrupts you or you start thinking about you know the future oh my gosh this is this going to happen or boy i really regret what happened in the past and so i would have to i would do deep breathing you know mindfully bring myself back to this this present moment and i thought well what a one as you were singing those chants and sharing those with myself and the listeners i was thinking i would totally i i would totally use that to try to you know, because people are always asking, Well, how do I stay in the present moment? And it's like you have to recognize that you're not in the present moment, I guess, and then bring yourself back to it. So what a wonderful thing from that connection to to God, you know, to to simply incorporate those. Those are to me wonderful tools.
1: Thank you. One of the chants that we give over is about mindful breathing. You know, what makes this this uh, lump of chemicals that you or me worth probably a hundred, couple hundred bucks on the open market. What makes us into human beings, living, animated human beings? Well, it's the breath of God. God breathes into us, and we become those animated human beings. God takes away God's breath, and we die in return to the dust. But our soul, of course, is eternal, so we are ever in God's, um, God's holy presence. So here on Earth, if we remember our breathing, if we are mindful of our breathing, then we are remembering that God is within us. So the chant, the Hebrew word for breath, uh, spirit, is ruach. It's one of those words again. And uh, it's a beautiful chant that you can sing in Hebrew or in English to be mindful of your breathing, therefore mindful of God within you. So it goes ruach. You can even hear the whoosh. Ruach. Ooh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: What you're speaking of is just what I've probably been saying since I was a kid. we all have the same God, guys. <laughs> you know, we're all from the same the same source. That that breath of God, like you said, that animates us.
1: And so, if we um, remember that, if we remember that, one of the last chants in the book says, "One God, one world, one people." And that will result in Eden on Earth once again, the perfection of the world. So that chant goes, One God, one world, one people, One God, one world, one people, One God, one world, one people, Eden on Earth, One God, one world, one people, One God, one world, one people, One God, one world, one people, Eden on Earth. Wouldn't that be wonderful? No, well, that's. <laughs>
0: That's what the angels are chattering about a lot right now. It's Hi,
1: angels. Story. How are you? Nice to meet. <laughs> nice to meet CJ's angels. Or if I'm not um, meeting you, at least nice to be in the same place at the same time.
0: Yeah, well, they're they're magnificent. So is so is God to me every day It's a magical experience. Well, you know, you you mention a prophecy. Um, which the ancient sages declared as alive and well in your book, and what do you, what do you mean uh, about that? And that you say each of us is a prophet.
1: Well, it goes like this. This is a little bit of, if you will, a history lesson. In biblical times, biblical times, um, everybody had the possibility of being a prophet. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, you, me, everybody. That God would talk to us, envision to us, dream into us by day or by night and we would get God's direct word and um, sometimes give it out to other people as well. In about 200 before the Common Era, the biblical period began to give way into what we now call the rabbinic period, which has lasted for these 2,000 years, which is the sages and the scholars came along and said, we declare the end to biblical prophecy, continuing revelation God's word and will will come only to us the sages and the scholars we will hear it we will articulate it we will call it Jewish law and you're expected to follow it uh, because we are your leaders now that's going on for the last 2,000 years or so and now that's giving away to Judaism's third era and uh, which is beginning now and uh, since no one named it yet I got to name it I call it Neshama Judaism, Soul Judaism, which will be most characterized by that return to individual biblical prophecy, that each person can once again hear, or see, or dream a God, and in doing so, in doing so, that person can be in deep, personal, intimate connection with God, and that's what we're striving for. We have, um, we, we we do very, very well at a communal covenant. Jews with God, Christians with God, Muslims with God. We don't do so well uh, with the personal covenant. You, CJ, with God. Me, Wayne, with God. So what all of this gives us the possibility is for each of us to create that deep, personal, intimate, loving relationship with God, one-on-one, you and God. And so one of the little prayer poems that we wrote in the book is a uh, a prayer for elevating your gift of prophecy. And so uh, it's very short. I'll read it to you now. But it's a daily prayer. I say it myself every day. I wrote a prayer that I say. And I, once again, I guarantee that if you say this over and over again, once a day, and you'll see it takes 30 seconds, once a day, over the time, God will open more to you. You will become more of a channel. God will reveal more to you. You will be more in that deep, personal, intimate relationship. So it goes like this. Anochi, please, attune my hearing so that you can speak to me. Sharpen my seeing so that you can show me. Hone my senses so that you can dream into me by day and by night. Let me be ever open and ever ready so that you can inspirit me. Let me be a channel so that you can flow through me. It's a prayer for elevating uh, your gift of prophecy. It is in the book, The Real Name of God.
0: Well, that is just beautiful. Well, we've got a, a few more minutes to our interview here, and I'd like you to, you know, I do want to cover, um, you know, what as you speak of oneness, consciousness, you yes. know. Yeah. Yes. Well, and and I, how I you suggest you that, that we kind of, you know, work toward that.
1: Well, I told you that I grew up in the south side of Chicago, the southeast side of Chicago. It was mostly a Polish Catholic steelworkers neighborhood. And, um,. When we were little, late 40s, early 50s, we all played together on the playground. And then we went to public school, and some of the kids went to the local parish school, St. Mary Magdalene's. By the time I was, oh, eight, nine years old, I was being beaten up on a regular basis by my friends who had learned directly from their priests and their nuns that I, Wayne Dothick, had personally killed their Lord. <coughs> Fast forward 40-something years, and I'm a rabbi on a faculty of a Catholic university teaching the only courses in Jewish studies in the Department of Religion, working together with the late and much lamented Monsignor for Mission and Ministry to put uh, forth on the first Friday of every spring semester what we call the All-Faith Service, where people of every faith came to the Immaculata to uh, pray, each in his own language, in her own way. Um, Protestants, Catholics, Jews, Muslims, Native Americans, Hindus, Buddhists, everybody uh, represented. I preached from the pulpit of that Immaculata standing next to a statue of Jesus. And as I said earlier, one of my closest and most intimate friends in the world is a Jesuit priest. Now, for 2,000 years, we were, we Jews were the subject of inquisitions and crusades and pogroms, and the local parish priests sometimes warned us that the soldiers were coming to kill us, and sometimes said, oh, well, they're coming to kill you. Here, we have moved mountains of space and time in 50 years. A good deal of that is attributed to the twinkle-eyed Pope John the Twenty-Third, and look at the result. The result is that we have deep, deep friendships, and the enmity is going away. So look what happened. You know the the election of this new uh, priest. Uh, is is indeed, I think, the work of the Holy Spirit, the way the cardinals are supposed to vote, not politically, but deeply spiritually. And here is a man who is going to um, change the the, the church in, in many, many ways. So uh, the truth is it used to be the Jews against the Christians, the Christians against the Jews. In this modern world, unfortunately, it seems to be
0: the Muslims
1: against the Jews and the Christians. Well, there's no need for againstness anymore. There is need for harmony and unity and love. God is a God of love. God doesn't want God's children fighting with each other. That's what we learned by a rabbi teaching on a faculty of a Catholic university. We can learn that with the entire world saying we are all children of the one God. This is what we call oneness consciousness. And when we recognize we are all children of the one God, we can move toward that that world of unity and harmony and tranquility and peace in great love with each other. And so one of the chants on the CD is, Anochi, 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 Anochi. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. If you love God, then you can love each one of God's children.
0: Wow, very well said, and I feel the same way. You know, I'm just, thank you so much for bringing this book into the world. You know, there are so, like you said, many of us, God's just speaking through and, and trying to to get all of these messages out in various ways through different people. So I'm, I feel very blessed to have had you on the show. Um, I highly recommend, because I'm waiting on my copy of your book as well, that people out there get your book. And so... Thank you so much for joining me to you know to do this discussion about your book about the real name of God and so in closing how can people learn more about you and your book if you give out your website address?
1: Well, the, the book is the Real Name of God, embracing the full essence of the divine. It's available in bookstores everywhere and on online Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. It's also available if you want a first copy, first edition, autographed copy. It's at the website, www.godisanochi.com. There you can see a seven-minute video of me explaining some of these concepts. You can listen to all the chants, um, and you can uh, purchase a download or a CD. There's also a companion booklet to the CD, which is called The Care and Feeding of Your God Self, chants, teachings, prayers, poems, and meditations for the inner spiritual journey. And there is a poster, a beautifully, beautifully uh, colored poster, a colored poster that people put on their walls and stare at for meditation. It's a meditative poster. So all those things are available at the website, Godisanochi, dot com.
0: Well, thank you so much, and I, I look forward to our continued connection, uh, Rabbi, and and friendship over the coming years. Thank you so much for joining me on the Angel Connection. I, sh- I really appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for caring so much about these ideas, and stay warm there in Kansas City.
0: I will do it. Thank you
1: so much. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Well, that was Rabbi Wayne Dosick. What an incredible book that's come through him, and what an incredible discussion.